and welcome. My name is Mary, your mindset coach, and you are listening to Leveling Up with Love. Here we will explore and expand on thought management, mindfulness, and other actionable life strategies that will have you moving toward your desired results and outcomes on life. We will cultivate a relationship with the most amazing person that you will ever meet. And that person is you. Welcome back to episode two of Leveling Up With Love. So last week we left off with this idea of goal setting, right? Of thinking about what we would do if we could not fail. So I left you to ponder the idea of what you would do if you could not fail. And it was brought to my attention through listener feedback, which by the way, I'm very appreciative of. Thank you so much for being here and so much for listening. And of course, your thoughts and responses are more than welcome. I love to hear them. And that definitely is contributing to what we're going to speak about today, which is looking at abundance versus scarcity. And so it was brought to my attention that it is hard to think like that when there are so many uncontrollable circumstances, like in the world right now, and having to provide for ourselves and our families, and to just think like, what would I do if I could not fail was very challenging to this person and maybe to many of you and just seemed unrealistic. And okay, I am going to encourage you to continue to warm up to that idea. And in the meanwhile, I agree with you 100%. I definitely can appreciate that. This is quite a time to be alive. And the global pandemic that we're experiencing has influenced and impacted us as a human race in just so many ways, right? Many of which were just unimaginable. And even with that circumstance, I challenge you within this challenge to begin to explore new options from a space of abundance as opposed to fear. And so if this resonates with you and you're being faced with decisions, maybe around your career workplace choices, you know, a lot of people are being faced now with decisions that they need to make in the best interest of themselves and their families and their health. And yes, there are so many factors. I would still challenge you to consider what you would do through the lens of not failing. What would you do if you could not fail? What is your why? So when we begin to think about career changes or major life moves or major life decisions, it is important for us to kind of still dive into that why factor. If we want to live an abundant and exciting life of thriving, we want to thrive. We want to do something that makes us tick, something that keeps us inspired. What do you love to do 
when you're doing it, you just lose track of time? What is something maybe that people always tell you you're good at? What inspires you? How do you want to contribute to the planet? All of these types of questions bring us closer to our why and closer to our purpose. And they're beneficial when we come to a crossroads and we have to make a choice. Looking at this from a space of abundance through the lens of endless possibility and opportunity. This also comes down to what our values are. And we'll spend a little bit more time in a future podcast talking about values. And for right now, let's just begin to look at this from a space of what is being presented to us right now and some current beliefs that we may or may not have. So this can be a very hard decision, challenging career choices, etc. It can be very hard, especially for those of us who struggle with the idea of abundance, especially when it comes to money, right? Because careers often equate with our source of income. That is often a necessity, and that is how we may look at it. We cling to what is safe because we know that we will have enough. So we stay with what's safe. Very human. So human. So I'm not suggesting that you just, you know, think about what you would do if you could not fail, run off and join the proverbial circus right away. So first, let's just like dive into a few things. And something that really surfaced for me when considering this response and considering the direction of the podcast and what would be of value to you, I began to think about money and our beliefs for many of us around money. So let's just observe this concept. Money in and of itself, what it means to you, how you value it, our ability to generate it. Our ability to accept it, our ability to care for it and create it, our beliefs around being deserving even of money. And so my lived experience is a mindset of everyone else has money. We have enough, thankfully, to, you know, do what needs to be done, but those people They have way more. Those people get to have the nice things. They have money. They have this. That's for them. That's not for us. We're just going to stay over here and be thankful for what we have, content with what we have. But anything beyond that, anything that kind of even starts to teeter on luxury or begins to move past that just basic need line. That's not for us. We're okay over here. Anything beyond our standard living was left to a population that was just not us. That's how my upbringing was. So who these quote-unquote people were was a little bit of a mystery. And why those people quote-unquote got to have everything was also a mystery. And quite frankly, it was like, not something that sat well with me, but I was just like, okay, well, I guess that's just what is then. 
those people have everything and we do not, right? And so that is in and of itself a belief system. And that belief system impacts how we feel and what we do, our actions to create and generate money, where we think we fall when making decisions around career choices or how much money we can generate or what we can create, what is within our control. And so the first thing I'm going to invite you to begin to consider is how we start to challenge those thoughts, where they came from and why, right? And so much of what we do is just handed down to us from previous generations that was handed to them by their previous generations. And we have to consider all the historical and societal influences that go into these thoughts and beliefs, right? And now, in this present moment, in our current selves, in our current state, how can we challenge that a little bit? Not always easy to do. We're just warming up to the idea. So I mentioned to you um, last time that a couple of years ago, I had found myself in a rather precarious situation a few years back. I, I had made some choices. So some of it was by choice and some of it was by force. So I was experiencing, I was going through a divorce, experiencing divorce. So I had accepted that I was going to go from two very comfortable incomes down to one. Okay. That was within my wheelhouse. That was within my decision. I knew that was going to happen. And then I was by surprise laid off. That was not expected at all. And that was not anything I was prepared for. It was intensely frightening, actually. And I began making decisions from a space of fear. Fear of not having enough. Fear of never having again. Just a lot of fear and scarcity. I got a huge, initially, I just started making decisions like we sometimes do when we are faced with fear, right? I immediately went to like scarcity and lack. And then I went from like freeze to flight. And I was like, I have to get a new job. I'm just going to run after and find whatever is the first thing that presents itself to me. And I also got a huge case of the efforts and I just started buying everything and like completely filling all of my closets and all my pantries with everything because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm never going to have again. I'm not going to have any money. I'm not going to have any credit. And I just went into complete like survival mode as if everything was just over. Not necessarily a place I would recommend for anyone. Not very productive. Definitely not aligned with my current goals of financial freedom and intelligence. So anyway, thankfully at that time, I was also listening to Louise Hay. And she has this phrase. She says, the ocean of life is lavish with its abundance. All my needs and desires are met. Before I even ask, my good comes from everyone, everywhere, and everything. 
And some people may laugh at that. And some people used to still laugh when I say that. And that's fine. We're all coming from a different space at a different point in our journey. When I heard it, it's it was very hard for me to absorb. It didn't sit within me because I didn't believe it at that time. Um, I was still defaulting to, oh my goodness, I'm everything's over. It's over. <laughs> okay, and that is like really where I went. How am I going to survive? What am I going to do? But I began to start to purposefully interrupt those thoughts with that phrase. Little by little, I would say it. I would remind myself, I have everything that I need. And more importantly, I would begin to see that I actually did. It wasn't just by sheer uh, luck or good fortune that I started to see it. I was looking for it with intention, with purpose. And I started to notice that I did have everything I needed. I do have everything I need, right? If you're in a position to be listening to a podcast, you have a device with some Wi-Fi, I began to really notice what I did have. I had shelter. I have shelter. I have a warm bed with a blanket. Electricity and running water. People that love me. I have these things. I have everything I need, have transportation. And so the more I began to notice that and more intentionally look for it, I started to build that abundance mindset. I have transportation. I can use public transportation. I have healthy legs. I can walk. I have so much. Right? And so I began to just start with that. And then from that space of having enough, I began to make different decisions. Right, So I would look at everything I did have and I removed Amazon, the Amazon app from my phone. It's amazing how much you won't spend when you don't have it within a click's reach. (laughs) It's amazing what you can go without when you don't just knee-jerk to, I need this, and then quickly respond to it. So I started to make these decisions from abundance and from a space of clarity because I was no longer in that trauma response. I was no longer in that survival pattern. I was actually able to come from a space of abundance, of having enough, and say, 
okay, let me look at this decision with some clarity. You know, you'd be amazed at what you can go without when you pause for more than 30 seconds without instantly clicking on stuff. And so for those of you that are struggling right now or being faced with a challenge around what to do next in your career, you know, I get it. I do get it. And I know that we have bills and I know that we have things that need to get paid. And actually just the idea that we have bills to pay in and of itself is proof, is evidence that you have everything you need. The opportunity to pay my mortgage reinforces for me that I have somewhere to live. And so I challenge you this week to begin to just look for what it is that you do have and that evidence of abundance that already is present within your within your existence, within your life. I promise you that small shift in and of itself, it's a game changer. So I leave you with that this week. And to quote Louise again, the ocean of life is lavish with its abundance. All my needs and desires are met before I even ask. My good comes from everyone, everywhere, and everything. Just keep warming up to that idea of what you could do, what you would do, if you could not fail. There is so much abundance. Just begin to notice it. Begin to look for the evidence. I'm wishing you a wonderful week. We'll pick up with this next time. Be well.